So what I did was actually, I spent a year teaching cooking lessons and mainly to moms. This was moms of every socioeconomic class. So I taught a class of teenage moms um, near, near where I live and who, you know, they were like 16 and had two kids. And then I also taught moms who were, you know, in their late thirties becoming moms for the first time. So, but you know, across the spectrum, what you saw is like everybody kind of had the same challenges and like we lack three things. It's the time, the knowledge and the confidence. But when I like flip through culinary magazine and I read from a chef that's like, oh, like everyone should be making their own chicken stock. It's so easy. And I'm like, I get that it's actually pretty easy, but it's like, if I am already so crunched time, like, you know, like it's just something like, it's another to do I have in my list that I feel like I have to do. And I don't, and I think like, we just need to be really better about quieting those voices of like all the to do's we think we should be doing and just really focusing on like, what's the bare minimum that's like gonna like keep everybody happy, healthy, well-fed. And I think like what kids really need is like your time and attention, right? Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesio, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Hello, everyone. My name is Kristen Hall. I'm the COO of Mother Honestly and your host for this week's episode on the Mother Honestly podcast. And I'm so thrilled to have Jess Dang joining me of uh, Cook Smarts online meal planning service, voted number one on Life Hacker. And I want Jess for you to tell me in your own words, you know, what you're up to, what your company's about, and how you started on this journey. Sure, I'll give you both the long and the, uh, the short and the long answer. The yes. sh- so the short of it is, I started Kicksmarts back in 2012 because I was just so passionate about health and food and the intersection of the two, because you really can't be healthy without you know eating well. And that doesn't mean like you have to eat salads or be vegan or anything, but it just really means about just being thoughtful about what you're putting into your body. Um, well, the long answer is like how I got really passionate about health is when I was 17, I was diagnosed with hepatitis C and that just like threw me for like a huge loop. I was a senior in high school at the time. I was just donating blood at my local school, my school blood drive, just not thinking anything of it. Uh, but then a couple of weeks later, I get this letter back in the mail that says, hey, like we couldn't take your blood because it's tested positive for hepatitis C virus. Oh my goodness. And this was 20 years. Yeah, this was 20 years ago. I, I was 17. I just had no idea like what that even meant. You know, like what was this illness? Like could this, like, could this have been a mistake? that's really what I thought at the time and you know but after many many doctor's visits and tests later it was it was definitely you know the truth that I had this virus and it had progressed to a point where I was gonna need chemotherapy and oh my gosh. you know I thought I was just gonna go off to college and be like a carefree live like a carefree senior year and that just totally put a wrench in my plans and just like understand like you know understanding of what my future looked like um so you know the Luckily, you know, treatment worked really well for me and I was deemed cured after a year of it. And at that time I was 19 and just like not really ready to believe in the good news because it was, you know, I just felt so shaken up from the whole, like, it's terrifying. 
yeah like it was just i did it was the just the biggest shock of my life apparently i had gotten the virus when i was born i was through a blood transfusion so i'd had it all my life and it had manifested it's you know i was like starting to feel not great in like the middle middle high school years but they just never they just kept testing me for mono <laughs> they're like you're tired you probably have mono um never they think that i would have this virus that was you know mostly mostly seen in baby boomers yeah and yeah it was one of those just crazy things that happened and anyway so when i was deemed cured i wasn't in and my doctor's like hey just like go live like a normal life like i just don't think like mentally i was able to do that i really felt like like you know spiritually just a little bit broken and just not sure that i was gonna see like a future and so i promised myself then that if i lived to see 30 i was gonna you know, whatever I was doing, I was going to stop whatever I was doing and start something that would help others improve their health and really live their healthiest lives. And so when I turned 30 a month after that, I quit my job. I was at working at Visa at the time. I was very entrenched in the corporate world and started CookSmarts. What's that's amazing. I think one, I have two questions for you. So I think first, kind of going back to your diagnosis now, for you as a mom of three, you know, I, I can only imagine for your mom, kind of as well as your experience, what that experience was like for your mom and your parents. It was, I think, you know, my, my we're, we're immigrants and I think my parents just like, were so scared, but also like felt like there wasn't much that they could do. Like that we were very much like, the, you know, the doctors know what they're doing. And to this day, I feel like I've had, I had great care and everything, but I think, you know, as a mom who was educated here in the US, like, I think I would have been able to ask so many more questions or like seek second opinions. And they just didn't feel like they were in the place to do that. Um, I, it was just a really scary process for all of us to go through, you kind of just like are led from one, one test to the other, one doctor to the other, and you just do what you're told sure. and hope for the best. And yeah, it was really scary. And I think, you know, they were in the same you know space as I was, like they had this, they raised this girl who's now gonna go off to a great school. And here we get this news that like maybe she's not going to get to do all those things that you had planned for her and hope for her um and yeah now i think about it because i am now closer you know to like my parents age then than i was <laughs> to the girl you know to the to the girl that was diagnosed and so i think about it as a mom i'm just like i yeah if this were to happen to any of my kids i feel just heartbroken about it oh absolutely and i think i love that you transitioned from the corporate world first sorry thank you for sharing with that because that's a very impactful story of just um, kind of your experience and what brought you to this point, but then leaving the corporate world, were you scared to make that jump into kind of being freelance and an entrepreneur on your own? Yes and no. I think like I had felt like in terms of, I had gotten everything I wanted out of the corporate world. And, and, and you know, clearly I could have stayed, I was still very early in my career. I had just turned 30, but I was, I had done like, you know, I had done some really interesting things. I got to travel a lot, be on like some really interesting projects, had great bosses and teams to work on. And I looked at my boss and I like, was so I just really admired him and respected what, what he did but I didn't want his job and sure. I think a lot of people get to that point in the corporate world it's like why do I want to like keep like busting busting my butt and working these crazy hours and traveling and not seeing friends and not really investing in like the life that I want um for a, you know for a job but for a job I love but still it's like I don't want the next steps so you know I think if I felt differently maybe it would have been harder to leave but I was so ready and I had made this personal promise and I really was just passionate about this other thing. Like that's what kept me up at night is thinking about like, how do we help people get healthier? And why are people not cooking anymore? Like I was, I've just always have loved food and that brought me, you know, that led me to really love cooking and um, to start cooking for myself in my early twenties. And so 
I just knew that this was something like I had always had a side hustle in food. I was catering. I competed on the next Food Network star. So like it was something that's always there. And I was just ready to take it to the next level and just like invest everything into it because it's really hard to get something going when you're, you know, working a 50 hour job. Um, And so I just knew that like nothing was going to come of this unless I just like went like fully in and fully invested into it. Oh, I love that so much. And tell me more, because I am a huge foodie. My favorite thing to do is to cook. So I love that you jumped into this space. But one of the areas where I'm struggling the most is being, you know, I I think people often forget that for Blessing and I, you know, Mother Honestly is very much our passion project right now. But we still have mm. our corporate jobs where we are the bulk of our time um, trying to yeah. balance Mother Honestly with, you know, still that, that dichotomy that we have with the corporate jobs. And so one of the things where, for me personally, I struggle is you know, keeping my family well-fed, keeping them healthy, not feeling the guilt that sometimes we're eating takeout or we're eating, you know, going through the drive-through. So tell me more about your online meal planning service and what it's up to and how you help lighten the mental load of meal planning. Yeah. And so actually, I can take you a little bit before that, how we even got to the like point of deciding to start a meal plan service. Yeah. And when I first started Cook Smarts, I, I knew I just wanted to do something in food and health and education because those are the three things I was really you know excited about. But I had no idea like what the product was going to be. Like I just put up this website. I'm like, oh, we're going to do something in food. But like, I don't know what it is. So what I did was actually I spent a year teaching cooking lessons and mainly to moms. This was moms of every socioeconomic class. So I taught a class of teenage moms um, near near where I live and who you know they were like 16 and had two kids and then I also taught moms who were you know in their late 30s becoming moms for the first time so but you know across the spectrum what you saw is like everybody kind of had the same challenges and like we lack three things it's the time the knowledge and the confidence you know most people don't have time to meal plan or don't have feel like they don't have time to really make a a true home-cooked meal and a lot of that just comes from the fact that like we were not taught how to do this, right? Like schools didn't, and you know, I'm not not blaming schools, but I'm just saying like there is no curriculum in in our like development or to learn about like how what we need to do to take care of ourselves, and it's something that's so important that we need to do multiple times a day for ourselves, and when we have a family for the, for our kids, and so it's you know no wonder that like things do take a long time because we were never really taught how to meal plan or how to use a knife or how to chop vegetables properly. So it, every time you enter the kitchen things just take you a lot longer than it needs to. Um, and that's when you feel like oh, you're just not confident about it because it's something you don't feel like you're good at. And so after spending this year of doing my market research, you know, that hands-on research, I realized that what people really need, you know, is someone just to tell them what to make for dinner because that takes up a huge mental load. You know, yeah. I, as, as a parent, right, like it's like, you know, before I had kids, like you could, you know, you could fly by the seat of your pants. It's like, okay, you didn't make, you didn't plan for something, but you could go and get takeout. You can eat cereal. That's totally okay. But with kids, it's totally different. And cause they're, they're always hungry and there's always a next meal. And they're, you know, there's always like, they're always a critic about what you're cooking them or what you're not cooking them. And so it's really hard. And so I just really felt like if we could combine this experience of both helping people figure out what to make for dinner, as well as, educating them in the kitchen so that they could get faster like they were so you basically we were basically wanting i wanted to combine like a meal plan service with a cooking lesson so um the way that our meal plan service works is every week we send you a menu on thursday 
and you can pick any of the dinners you can make to any of the dinners that you want because we realize like people some people don't want to cook every single day right sure um or they, they want to make you know they want to maybe cook monday tuesdays and make more food so they have leftovers for the rest of the week and so we're really about flexibility because everyone has different needs and different you know it's different it's on a different schedule and different family sizes so you pick the meals that you want to make you can choose um for every meal there's a gluten-free uh paleo and vegetarian adaptation because but these days there's so many diet blended families we see like you know one of the kids has to be gluten-free or you know maybe mom is paleo or maybe dad is vegetarian or one of the kids has decided to be vegetarian so it's really from from day to day you can change the diet mix that you want uh based off based of what you know what your family needs and then you can also customize your serving sizes you click what you want to make you can add from a huge um archive of recipes because we've been doing this since 2013 now we built the service in 2013 so we've got six plus years of recipes that like have been member rated and really like really like have figured out like what a family can do on on a weeknight like there's nothing complicated everything is like very accessible and so once you make your selections a, a grocery list is generated for you because we've learned over the years that that is like a big pain point because it's like even if you have the energy to look through pinterest or your recipe like your cookbooks and figure out what you're going to make for the week you have to like figure out how to compile all those yes. things those different, <laughs> those different pieces of content and figure out like okay like this is like this needs like two chicken breasts and here i've got chicken thighs and here i've got milk you know so um we have a really simple grocery list interface that once you make your selections it just generates a grocery list you can add anything that you want in addition like kids snacks or milk your eggs you know string cheese whatever it is uh and so yeah we just really i think over the years we've just been really lucky to have a really great community that's given us wonderful feedback and helped us build this experience to make the build this service and product to make you know the experience like as easy as possible for them and to make their lives as easy as possible and i love that because i find a lot of the times i what you're telling me is i shouldn't be using my my notes section on my phone to try and remember everything that i need on my recipe to get home and find out that i didn't bother to do enough due diligence up front to write it down so i think having that streamlined you know, tactical here. We don't, you don't have to think about it. We've prepared it for you. Go to the grocery store, go like that Yes, is a totally. huge and part. I, yes. And I also want to go back to what you're saying, like, you know, the, we said before about like feeling that guilt. And I, I really want our service to make people not feel guilty. Like to me, like meal planning isn't about like a home cooked meal every single night or just like stressing yourself over that piece, component of your life that feeling like your kids, if you're not giving them a home cooked meal, like you've done something wrong. To me, meal planning is really like setting your future self up for success. So like that includes like to me, when I meal plan, it's like on a Saturday night, I will put in like tonight is a pizza night or tonight we're going to go to our favorite, like we're going to get takeout from our favorite Indian place. And when you build it in, it doesn't feel like you've like, you've done, you've done it because you failed. Like you like done it because it was like, you didn't have another choice. And to me, like, I feel like we should build in things like takeout or leftovers or frozen food because we need those like relief points in our life because we cannot do everything and we shouldn't be doing everything. Um, and so I really encourage people when they are meal planning to, to not think about it as like every night is a home cooked meal or every meal has to be that way. Like think about like, what can you do to scale up? So you have leftovers for another night or like, you know, if frozen pizzas happen to be on sale, like get a few of those. Cause so you have those as backup. So on nights that you know, you're going to be really busy with work or like there's a kid, you know, kids have soccer practice or going to sure. be coming home from late. Those are the things you really like, those are the nights that you should slot in those easy meals and give yourself a little bit relief. No, I love that. And you yourself, you know, as your mother of three and you're a host of your own podcast in the kitchen with Cook Smarts as well as 
running this program, where do you find the balance and, or we, not so much balance, but the work-life integration that you can handle kind of the different elements of your life? What have you found that's been successful for you personally? Yeah, I, I really like that you said that integration versus balance, because to me, like, uh, and I, I think I let go of the this ideal of balance long ago, because to me, like, when I think of balance, I think of like a, a seesaw or teeter tot where like, yep. if one side is up, one side is down. Like, I don't think about, like, I think that just is not sustainable, where it's like you either give to your, your work or you give to your kids, and you're always trying to like, you know, you know, balance the, between the two. And to me, it's really about this integration. I think for me, like I've been really lucky because, you know, I founded this business before I had kids that I was able to kind of establish like the business before my kids came in a way that it, you know, has been running itself um, to a certain degree. But really, it's just I I'm able to like integrate my life in the sense that like I work at, so right, I rent an office space at the JCC, which also happens to be um, where I work out. And so a lot of it is just like proximity for me. I've been really lucky that like my, all of my life is pretty like all, all the things I need to do are within physical proximity to one another. So my office is right by my gym and my, and that also happens to be not that far from my kids' preschool and daycares. Sure. And so it's like, I not to, to me, like, a lot of it is just that physical optimization has made it so that I can just tend to everything in my life and like, you know, my own mental health, physical health, the kids, my business. Um, and that has really made a huge difference for me. And I know that's not possible for everybody and realize that some people are dealing with these really long commutes. Um, but I just feel like a lot of it is just like carving out your priorities and figuring out like what do you need to be like a be like a physically and spiritually, mentally like sound person so that you can tend to all the other things in your life that need you. I love that. Yep. I am one of the unlucky ones that has, you know, I think blessing the same. We both have like hour long commutes. So we get a lot done when oh. we're in our vehicles. But the one thing is for me that then in terms of, you know, it's not necessarily, I love the, you said physical optimization. I wrote that down because I think that's such a unique point of a way to look at how we organize our lives. And I think that's something that I've been struggling with personally. So I like that you bring that up because it gives me a different framework in which to kind of organize my life. Um, but where I do see it failing then is in that, the cooking structure and that. So we're always looking for ways then to how do we you know, optimize at home and optimize the time that we have with, and we encourage, you know, with mother, honestly, one of the things we really say is, you know, outsource as much as you can where you can. And that looks different for mm -hmm. everyone based on where they are and what season they're in. You know, it's not necessarily um, always a financial optimization that we tell people when we look at, but making those choices between, and I think you touched on it, building those relief points that it's okay. You don't feel guilty about having the takeout or the pizza because we need that. That's kind of where we find that integration. Yeah, exactly. And things like, you know, there are so many shortcuts in the grocery store that we, I think people, like, you don't have to always chop your own broccoli. Like, you can go to the salad bar and get some cooked, chopped cooked broccoli. And it might cost a little bit more than if you did it yourself. But if that means, like, you got, you know, more of a, the home cooked meal that you wanted versus maybe, like, going out, then, like, I think that, like, that payoff, it, you know, people just don't think about that trade off that they have to make all the time. They're just thinking, like, it's, this is more expensive than I did it if, than if I had to do it myself. But I'm saying if you, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't pay a little bit more for that convenience, what, what else would you be doing instead that sure. might cost more to, you know, whether it's like your health, your time, it's not always financial. Right. But yeah, I think people just, we're, we're not, we're not humans are good at like measuring trade-offs all the time. Yeah. And I think that's, I, you bring up a great point. I think about in terms of billable hours when I agree to things now or what I'm looking at is, is it worth the value of my time? Um, or if it is, yes, then what other 
areas do I have to kind of cut back in to make that an effort so I'm not saying yes to everything and that's for one for me I will be the first one to say I'm always in the pre-cut veggie section because then it, yes, it yeah. streamlines when I am cooking you know chopping yes. it down or that so what are some of the favorite things you know me, I'm a foodie. I love. I've been on this hunt to make the perfect buttermilk biscuits lately. Um, oh <laughs> yes, that, that's great. What yes, are you? Yes, me too. Yes. What do you enjoy cooking for your family on a regular basis, or one of your go-to meals that you could share with our listeners? Yeah, and that's really changed for me over time as I've added more <laughs> more kids to my team. You know, I so I start, my oldest now is uh, four and a half today actually, and then I've got uh, an almost three year old and a and a, like a and a ten month old. Oh, wow. And so with each kid, my meals have gotten simpler and simpler, <laughs> and yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Um, so I one of the things so I don't really think so much in like meals, but as so much like I templates, and I I, I try to tell people don't think too much about recipes but think about templates because recipes feel like restrictive to you because if you feel like if I don't have the ingredients for this recipe I can't cook it Ooh, I like whereas that. if you think about like a template or a formula then that gives you a lot of flexibility because it's just like a learning point so for me one of my lists is really like you know, in, 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 I'm sure you've seen those kids' plates that are like divided into three compartments, right? So it's like I think about like what's the, what's a carb or a grain of some sort and a vegetable and a protein. <laughs> so I start with that template, and so I love my air fryer. I'm obsessed. Like I have been on this like crusade of like telling everybody they should get air fryer. And I'm not a gadget person at all, but I really feel like this gadget has made such a huge difference in my life since having kids because it's very much it's passive cooking it's very low cleanup um and it's gotten my kids to like pretty much eat like any vegetable if I put it in the air fryer. Ooh. And so one of the things that I will do is my kids really love um, like chicken, salmon, tofu. They love like and chick with beans. They love all three. So I will keep a master marinade in my fridge. And that's just like soy sauce, some garlic, a little bit of sugar to um, balance out the, the saltiness of the soy sauce and some oil. And so it's always out there ready. I use it for any protein. Like I don't even if uh, the recipe, if I'm looking at a recipe, it tells me to like they have a marinade in there I don't use that one <laughs> I just use the one I have because it's simpler right I can just grab it out of the fridge and then so I'll marinate chicken in it I'll marinate tofu in it um, and then we'll just toss that in the air fryer for however long it needs to like make salmon or a baked chicken sure and then I do I, I'll do a vegetable too and the vegetables I get uh, can have become more and more simplified so like you know I'll, I, I will always have time to chop some broccoli so like we always have broccoli at the ready and I also do that in the air fryer some like you know some chopped up garlic and olive oil um, but if I'm like in real pinch for time I always keep bags of frozen cauliflower cauliflower is just having this moment in like the colonial world I don't know if you noticed but like it's it can be riced it can be turned into gnocchi it can be turned into pizza crust but like I just we just really still love cauliflower like as 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 a plain old vegetable um so I'll just dump a bag of frozen cauliflower some oil and some spices so it might be like curry powder or chili powder and then in like 15 minutes you've got like beautiful crispy cauliflower that you didn't have to preheat the oven for or like you know take out a spatula turn you know like toss the vegetables around um, and then a grain is i usually just make a big batch of grains in the beginning of the week so i do do a little bit of meal prep so like it might be like a big bowl of farro or brown rice or quinoa or something so that's just always ready at the ready to go um so that's kind of the formula that i really work on is like my go-to it's like very simple like what's the protein and then it's it's also modular right so it's like one night it could be the chicken and the cauliflower and some greens and the next night it can be salmon and and broccoli or baby carrots that's another one i'll just take a whole bag of baby carrots and dump it in the air fryer 
same sort of thing with oil and spices then it comes out nice and like very caramelized and sweet and my kids eat them like they're fries um so with some ketchup <laughs> and so yeah it's that's kind of the my go-to formula lately with the kids i love that I'm and in, I, like yeah it gives a great i think it's i always like to ask you know moms what are you doing what do we think because i think so much of us think we need to have these like unique it needs to be revolutionary it doesn't it can be very simple very tactical and it works and if you eat the same thing every few weeks perfect if it's working and your family's eating it perfect <laughs> but i feel yeah, like exactly we get the magazines or we get the you know the articles sometimes that are like you should be you know from scratch from that and a lot of it we over complicate what from scratch means and i think that causes then the paralyzation that we see in moms and women that's like oh my god that's that's too much that's too deep down i can't do that you can it's simpler than we think but we have to kind of continue to have these discussions that it's not as polarizing as it's made out to be sometimes oh totally yeah and i think a lot of it is like i've steered away you know i still i still love my culinary magazines but when i like flip through a culinary magazine and i read from a chef that's like oh like everyone should be making their own chicken stock it's so easy and i'm like i get that it's actually pretty easy but it's like if i am already so crunched time like you know like it's just something like it's another to do i have in my list that i feel like i have to do and i don't and i think like we just need to be really better about quieting those voices of like all the to do's we think we should be doing and just really focusing on like what's the bare minimum that's like gonna like keep everybody happy healthy well fed and i think like what kids really need is like your time and attention right everything else like doesn't really matter um you know i'm, I'm not saying like feed them junk but i'm saying like we do not have like i think some of the standards with like given ourselves is just like not actually like our kids don't care yeah <laughs> like I think we have to really think about like what are what's what's that what's that what what's the most important thing that like for our children it's really that time and attention and everything else like just has to fit in somehow absolutely I love that and it you know everyone says it's 2020 it's the big year but we are at the start of kind of a new year so for you what are you looking at this year what's on your radar that you're trying to accomplish either professionally or at home or personally yeah, so professionally, it, I'm just so excited about this year. So I was the last four and a half years pregnant, like having babies and dealing with postpartum brain. I still very much have postpartum brain. My kid, my 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 ten month old is not sleeping through the night yet, oh. so I still have very fragmented sleep. Um, but at the same time, I feel like that chapter in my life of like being pregnant is over, and I'm so excited to celebrate that. Like I'm going to throw myself a uterus. Like, retirement party like when I'm breastfeeding and we like fully weaned I'm gonna like it's I'm going to really celebrate um but what to go back to the professional like uh, you know what I hope for professional accomplishments this year is that like I'm really excited to get my brain back into the business like I've been really lucky the last years I've had a great team of folks and on all my maternity leaves and so forth like they've been able to kind of like run the product Um, but we've been flat for the last couple years I'm just really excited to like go and think about how to grow it um and it's kind of daunting because like marketing has changed so much in the last like five years digital marketing is a whole new space and i was lucky in the sense like i didn't have to do a whole lot of marketing for cook smarts in the beginning um you know we got it got we got we got throw it to a point where it was financially sustainable could support the team um and so yeah i think this year is really about like me figuring out that like really figure out the marketing strategy finally it's kind of funny to like I feel kind of embarrassed to say like I'm 11 years into my business and I've never really had a true marketing strategy but that's really what I want to work on this year but I would think of it as you're not you've always had a business strategy or a marketing strategy and you're just looking to pivot or kind of adjust 
where you're at. Exactly. I, yep. Yeah, I think so. We're finally ready to like really like put some financial, put some, put some dollars behind it. I think a lot of it is like we were really in the space of like having to work really lean and just figuring out sure. like how do we grow a business without paying a lot, you know, like yeah. without spending a lot of money on like Facebook ads and so forth. Um, and so, yeah, we're just in looking, I'm looking into all of that and it's been a lot of fun and I've already had lots of failures, but <laughs> I'm just keep, I'm going to keep at it and see how that goes. And on a personal um, note, so, I, you know, I don't really do a whole lot of New Year's resolutions, but one thing my husband and I are doing, are going to, you know, I've been trying out this year is doing a tech Sabbath on fr from Friday night to Saturday night. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not addicted to our screens. Like we're not constantly on our screens, but we do find ourselves probably spending more time than we like, especially with the kids around. Sure. And we're noticing with the are older too that they are definitely like asking for screens more and more and so we just really want to you know spend an entire day like being more mindful of like not being on a screen and just going back to like life before before the smartphone and it was funny the other day i was like you know my our i think maybe it was our first or second weekend doing it and i felt like it was so freeing but then i like got lost and have gps and I'm oh just, wow like, yeah i wouldn't even I? think about that on how do yeah, we navigate Exactly, but I didn't. Have, I didn't have my phone on me. I was like supposed to drive somewhere to pick up my kids, and I was like, I don't really know where I am. But this is actually—it was a great feeling in a way to be like, it's okay. Like I'm gonna figure it out. We'll get. We'll get. Like, I'm still in my city, you know. Um, but it was one of those things where I haven't had that feeling in so long because I've always had the phone tethered to me for you know. Yeah, we're so, so reliant now. Oh, yeah, I love that. Always, yeah, so it's been it's been nice, and we've been I've been reading a lot more as a result, and I'm really excited about all the books that I want to read this year. As you know, from from having that more having that time to not be scrolling on my phone instead. I love that, and it's something I think I'll take that back. I usually you should see. I always tell people that when I'm doing these podcasts, I'm writing down a million things, um, and I really like the text Sabbath idea that you've brought up. I think that's not something that I've heard prior, and it's something definitely to consider. So thank you for sharing with that us sharing that with us and Jess thank you for you provided so much great content today I love that you shared your personal story from back in high school as well as how you've handled growing your business and what that looks like and I'm excited to hear and we'll celebrate with you when you have your uterus retirement party coming up at the end yeah. of this year so thank you thank you so much for joining us today on the Mother Honestly podcast I'm so thrilled and I look forward to seeing more of what CookSmart's going to do in 2020 and beyond thank you so much Kristen it's great to be on thank you have a great rest of your day tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more of what we're talking about, head to motherhonestly.com for relevant content for mothers at work, in business, and those figuring out their next steps. Mother the Summit 2020 will be here before you know it. Save the date in your calendar for October 1st and 2nd at the Brooklyn Expo Center, New York, where 1,000 plus women will rise together in motherhood. I'm asking you for a favor. Please rate and review our podcast. Your reviews help us grow, and we love growing here at Mother Honestly. Bye for now. See you next week.